Welcome to our Hackle podcast number seven, titled Classic Take, where we will examine the fundamental concept of Mashiach to try to gain a better understanding of it. What is Mashiach's job description? The term Mashiach is often used, thrown around, and for many different people it can mean many, many different things. There are so many descriptions about Mashiach, different angles of Mashiach's coming, various topics to discuss, it's sometimes very hard to cut down to the core of what Mashiach is all about. So obviously I'm not going to be able within the next few minutes to discuss every single angle of Mashiach, but we will try to cut down, to dig down to the fundamentals of Mashiach. It's important to understand that just like everything in Yiddishkeit and Torah, there are multiple levels. There's Pshat, Remez, Drush, Soy, there's understanding things on the simple level. There's a deeper meaning, there's the Remez, there's the Drash, there's the Soy, there's the Kabbalistic, mystical meaning. Every aspect in Torah's bleak vul is unlimited. How much more so is such a fundamental concept of Mashiach, which is the whole purpose of what our Torah mitzvahs for thousands of years are leading up to. Obviously, it's something which is uh, unlimited. There's so many different angles and aspects, and whatever we do understand is insignificant to what we don't understand. But nevertheless, just like anything else in Yiddishkeit, there's always the basic building blocks. When it comes to tefillin, for example, there's so many deeper mystical meanings of tefillin, and so many different dramazim and drushim and different hints and, and allusions and meanings to, and to the different aspects of tefillin. But first and foremost, there's the halachic requirement of how to put on tefillin. There's the basic laws that are laid out in Shulchan Aruch, what tefillin is all about. And the same thing is when it comes to Mashiach, even though Mashiach seems to be from the, ons- from, from the onset a spiritual, a godly, supernatural event, but there are actually, a, a, there's a cert, to a certain level at least, there's laws, there's a halachas, there's exact definition of what exactly we must believe, what is part of the belief of Mashiach, what is not part of the belief of Mashiach, what Mashiach has to do, what he doesn't have to do. And this is the only one that really highlights this aspect of Mashiach is the Rambam. The Rambam is the only halachic authority that wrote a book that encompasses all the laws of the Torah, both those laws that apply today in the times of exile, and also the laws that will apply only when Mashiach will come, like the laws of sacrifices and other laws that relate to the Beis Hamikdash and the laws of purity and impurity, which by and large are only going to be kept in the future when Mashiach will come. They're not kept in the time of exile. And Rambam also finishes his Sefer, his book, with the laws of Mashiach, and some of the prince of the Rambam was actually called the laws of Mashiach. That might seem strange, what type of laws are there about Mashiach? Well, like I mentioned before, there, when we want to fa- figure out what Mashiach has to do, what we have to believe, there has to be clear-cut criteria what he has to do. Now, it doesn't mean by any way that Mashiach is limited to these things. I mean, there's so many aspects of Mashiach the personality of Mashiach, Mashiach will be the greatest man that ever lived in many ways, and Rambam himself and the laws of Tshuva discusses certain aspects of Mashiach, his great wisdom, his prophetic abilities, and so on and so forth, which he doesn't really make any mention of in the end of his book where he describes the actual laws of Mashiach himself. 
But that is because those other aspects of Mashiach are not the fundamental building blocks. Those are not the basics, basics of what Mashiach is. And therefore, when we want to understand what the basic building blocks of Mashiach is, if we open up all the Midrashim and all the Agadic, all the Agadis that speak about the coming of Mashiach and how it will happen, there's, there's many things that could excite us. There's many interesting things that are discussed. There's mystical, Kabbalistic discussions which go and continuous, continuously get deeper and deeper without any stop, without any end. But the fundamental, very, very basic building blocks of Mashiach is found in the Rambam. And it's very, very important to internalize this because, you know, we all speak about Mashiach and sometimes we might be surprised that many of the things that we focus about Mashiach, as great as they are and as real as they are and as life-changing and world-changing as they are, these are not yet, the, these are not really the fundamental base beginning building, or at least the, 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 the basic building blocks of Mashiach, at least the things that make him into Mashiach to begin with. What are the basic building blocks of Mashiach? So, and going back to our original question, what is the job description of Mashiach? Mashiach will wear many hats. He will be the biggest personality. He'll be a great prophet, a great king, a great sage, very wise. He'll be, we, the Pesukim describe his humility, his sense of righteousness, his sense of justice, his ability to, to teach, to, to lead, you know, to, to the great personality and the devotion that he has to Hashem, his fear of Hashem, his, his bittel, his complete nullification to Hashem, his great understanding of Torah. I mean, there's, there's many, just to name a few, there's many different hats the Mashiach will wear. What is the most fundamental hat of Mashiach? Mashiach will have to write a resume, so to say, to, what, what, that he is the, the Mashiach that the Torah spoke about. What is his most fundamental job description? What is his ability that makes him Mashiach? And surprisingly, what Halacha says about Mashiach is the very basic requirement of Mashiach is not the fact that he'll be so wise or such a big prophet or any of the other qualities. They will obviously be there, but that's not the way how we test. We want to see if someone is Mashiach. The job of Mashiach, according to Halacha, is that of a Jewish king. Now, this is something which might be surprising to us and also might be something which is hard for us to relate to because... The real idea of a Jewish king is something which we hadn't had for so many hundreds, thousands of years. And many people have their hang-ups about the issue of monarchy and kingdom in general, which is really a separate discussion. I don't want to get into it right now. But the job of a king, a Jewish king, very simply means his job is to ensure that the Jewish people are able to fulfill Torah mitzvahs in a proper environment without having any threats of persecution from surrounding nations. His job is also to ensure that there is a system there is that to build that the Tatum is actually being kept to set up the base Hamikdash. According to some interpretations, the king is also has the duty of making sure there's a Sanhedrin, there's a justice system in the land. And the king himself, his presence, his authority helps support the justice system, the Sanhedrin, the courts of law. And the um, idea of the, the job of Mashiach that Rambam describes is really three components. If you want to really say what Mashiach has to do, 
There are three components that Amam says he has to do. There's many, many great things that he will do, but again, these are the basic building blocks. The three components are, first of all, in the words of the Rambam, is returning the kingdom of the house of David to its former glory, which in practical, relatable terms means to establish a true Jewish independence in Eretz Yisrael. The true Jewish independence that Rambam is referring to is one as it was in the days of David HaMalach, Shleimah HaMalach, that all the nations around Israel were genuinely terrified to start up with the Jewish people, or they loved the Jews. The days of David was more out of fear and terror. In the days of Shlomoy, they respected and loved the Jews, but they commanded, they, they were able to establish a true peace, a true security, true independence, the true meaning of the word. As Rebbe mentioned many times, you know, without getting into discussion about Zionism and uh, whatever, but the Rebbe spoke many times how the independence that we have today is a very, very shallow level of independence. This is not the independence that the Jewish people have been praying for for, for, for 2,000 years. So Mashiach will restore true Jewish independence. There will be no threats of terror attacks of any nation trying to hurt the Jewish people. And the way he will really establish that is by ruling the world, even though it's not necessarily prerequisite for him to become Mashiach. Because in order for him to be Mashiach, it's enough that he establishes a, a Jewish, true Jewish independence in the land of Israel, re-establishes the kingdom of David HaMelech. But nevertheless, practically, in order to ensure that, he will end up ruling the world, which is the way the Pasuk describes him. He will have that ability to command respect of the world that they shouldn't start up with the Jewish people. That is the first thing of Mashiach. And this is included in what Rambam speaks about, Mashiach waging wars, although again, there could be many different ways how Mashiach wages wars, starting from a very simple wars done with an army and a battlefront, and then as obviously other Medrashim speak about, the Mashiach won't have to wage war with physical weapons, but Mashiach will command people to be afraid to start up with Mashiach, etc., etc. It's a separate discussion, but on a very basic level, we're focusing on the components of what Mashiach has to do. The first thing is to return the kingdom of David HaMalach, which is establishing a true Jewish independence. The second component he has to do is to ensure that the Jewish people fulfill Torah mitzvahs. This is actually one of the things he does as Cheskas Mashiach, when he's still in the state, when he's presumed to be Mashiach, which state that Amam says that what is, does he do, that a king will stand up from the house of David HaMalach, who learns Torah and performs mitzvahs with the same righteousness, with the same devotion as David HaMelech, and he will compel all the Jewish people to fulfill Torah mitzvahs, and he will wage the words of Hashem. This is even before he succeeds in establishing a true Jewish independence, he will ensure that the Jewish people fulfill Torah mitzvahs. That is the job of a king. The job of a king is to be that authority who, is, who has the ability to, with his, with his power and being who he is, he has the ability to compel, to make the Jewish people fulfill Torah mitzvahs. Now again, there's different ways how you could compel someone. You could either compel someone with having a system that if you don't listen to, you're thrown into prison, you're punished. Or there's a person could compel with the forces for his personality. The term power today is used in many different ways. Somebody could be more powerful than someone else, not because he has a stronger whip, but because he commands respect, he might have more knowledge. He might, you know, he, he, he's in a certain position that whatever he decides could affect the person below him. 
So again, I don't want to get into that, that discussion now, but on a very basic level, Mashiach will have that power, that force, that, that he will demand that respect, that he will compel the Jewish people to fulfill Teir mitzvahs. And in more particularly, besides just the general term of fulfilling Teir mitzvahs, which doesn't, which doesn't connect with any particular mitzvah, more particularly, the second aspect of Mashiach, which makes him Mashiach Vade, which makes him a definite Mashiach, is the building of the Beis HaMikdash. So while he is Cheskas Mashiach, while he's beginning out, starting to do Mashiach, starting to do, you know, prepare the redemption, so his, his focus then is to compel the Jewish people to do Teir mitzvahs and to wage the wars of Hashem, which basically, waging the wars of Hashem means to battle those elements that are not allowing the Jewish people to do Teir mitzvahs, but it also includes the idea that he's fighting wars to establish a proper Jewish independence in the land of Israel. Once he succeeds at, compl- at fulfilling that goal of establishing a true Jewish independence, he has now returned the kingdom of David, at least in the territory of the land of Israel as it was. Then his next thing that he has to do, the second component, is to build the base of Mikdash. And the third thing is to gather in the exiles of Israel. It's only after he does all three of these things when he's called Mashiach Vade, the definite Mashiach. There's many great things Mashiach will do. He will change the world. The whole world will come to learn Torah by him. He will make, rectify the whole world to serve Hashem. There's many great things that he will do. But surprisingly, the three things that Mashiach has to do to prove that he's Mashiach is not to show any great signs of being a great genius, a great prophet, he has to show that he is able to ensure that the Jewish people are fulfilling Teir mitzvahs in the proper way, which is by establishing a true Jewish independence, because if there's no true Jewish independence, the Jewish people cannot fulfill Teir mitzvahs properly. They're always concerned about wars, about terror attacks, etc., etc., what this nation will say, what that nation will say. The second thing is he has to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash, because many mitzvahs depend on the Beis HaMikdash, the third thing is he has to gather in the exiles, but gathering in the exiles, number one, he is ensuring that all those Jewish people are not going to facilitate a mitzvah and Yisrael under his kingdom. And second of all, there's also many mitzvahs, certain mitzvahs at least, that we cannot fulfill unless all the Jewish people are in the land of Israel, and each one is dwelling in their own designated territory, like the mitzvahs of Shemitah, keeping the seventh sabbatical year, and Yovel, the Jubilee, and so on and so forth. So these are the very basic components of Mashiach. All the great things that we speak about Mashiach, there'll be no hunger, no war, and all the supernatural events of Mashiach, which usually when you speak about Mashiach, will say there'll be no sickness, there'll be no death, there'll be none, none of this, none of that. These are all very good, very important. These are probably the things that catch our attention the first. But that's not Mashiach's job description. Mashiach's job description is to do these three things establish, return the kingdom of the house of David, build a base Hamikdash, and gather in the exiles. They seem like three very simple components, but as we've seen throughout history, no one has ever successfully achieved them. Right? So the Mashiach will have the ability to, to do that. Once he does that, then we are assured that he is the one upon whom the spirit of Hashem rested, and we should expect all the great qualities that our prophets tell us about Mashiach. That is the basic components of Mashiach. And again, it's very important to understand this is the halachic requirements of Mashiach. There's many great things Mashiach will do. But these are the three components which 
and these, these are distinctively very Jewish components in the sense many times when we speak about Mashiach, we speak about someone who will save the Jewish people from exile, which is true. I mean, but the saving of the Jewish people of exile is only part of Mashiach's job. Mashiach's job is not just to save the Jewish people from exile, but it's to save them from exile in the context of returning them to a state of proper observance of Teda Mitzvahs. When he's gathering in the exiles, when he's waging the wars of Hashem to establish a true Jewish independence, he's not just doing that to ensure freedom for the Jewish people so that they could do whatever they want. He's doing it so that they have the ability to serve Hashem. Because the essence of a Jewish king, the essence of his job is that he is a representative of Hashem, so to say, to ensure that the Jewish people perform Teda Mitzvahs. And therefore, Mashiach's personality, a lot of times we speak about Mashiach's personality through the lens of his wisdom, his prophecy, how we will change the world, that there will be no, everyone will turn their swords into plowshares and all nice things. But the halachic personality of Mashiach emerges as someone who is so committed to the observance of Teda Mitzvahs that he's able to inspire and, trend, and, and rev- revolutionize the environment around him that he causes the Jewish people to fulfill Teda Mitzvahs and he makes a radical change physically. He, he brings about a complete redemption in the halachic sense, which is a complete Jewish independence in the land of Israel, building the base of Middash, returning the exiles. What is his ambition? His ambition is his burning desire that there should be the complete fulfillment of Teda Mitzvahs. That is the essence of Mashiach as seen from the eyes of Halacha. The essence of these three components, if you try to dig into them, they reveal a personality, a person, that nothing stands in his way. He is ready to compel all the Jewish people. He's ready to fight all the wars of, wars of Hashem. Nothing stands in his way. He has this burning desire, and he has the ability to match up his desire with actions. It's not just many people had that desire. But Hashem is going to endow him with the ability to make his vision into a reality that this desire, this mission that he has to ensure complete connection to Hashem will become manifest in a very real physical way. These are the components of Mashiach as understood from Allah. Obviously, there's many, again, all the, all the rest is commentary, but these are the halachic fundamental principles. Again, what's interesting is many times when we speak about Mashiach, we think about Mashiach in terms of saving the world. And today's day and age, it might be, you know, a better way of introducing Mashiach instead of speaking about distinctively Jewish ideas of returning the exiles, building the Beis HaMikdash, establishing, re-establishing the kingdom of David HaMelech. When we speak about universal messages of no more war, no more bloodshed, no, no more no more hunger, you know, no more death or illness or things like that. This has a greater appeal, and obviously, you know, we should use that. But it's important to understand that according to the Rambam, that is not the thing, when we speak, when we want to get to the core of Mashiach, what he has to do, this is not what he has to do. He doesn't have to end immediately all war or all death or anything. Mashiach will come and will establish complete fulfillment of the Torah Mitzvah. Once that happens, the rest will follow suit. But that is not the immediate goal of Mashiach. Anyway, I hope this was insightful. And uh, Hashem should help that we should all, as the Rebbe spoke many times, we are all miniature Mashiachs. The big Mashiach is going to be able to accomplish his mission 
because every Jew will reveal the small Mashiach within himself. So whenever we reveal that dedication to Torah Mitzvahs, that gives us the strength and conviction to overcome the obstacles. And not only that, for, not only for ourselves, Mashiach won't be satisfied with himself. Mashiach will change the entire Jewish people. He'll have that ambition, that strength of conviction, that ability to change the whole Jewish people. So too, when we dedicate ourselves to bringing other Yidin closer to Yiddishkeit, bringing other people, people closer to being ready for Mashiach, that helps the big Mashiach fulfill his mission. Hashem should help us merit the coming of Mashiach. Take it from the Yad Mamish. Plastic Take is produced by Tudal's Podcast Productions, producers of the Daily Boost, the Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio. Available on all podcast platforms.